I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about sexual addiction, signs and the symptoms. So we thought it would be important to discuss this topic, even though it may not affect many of you guys. Surprisingly, it might affect a lot more than they really think. Well, when I looked, I checked the computer for statistics, as I always do, I was quite startled to hear that you know, numbers differ. There was this survey and that survey. But people seem to pretty much agree that 40 million Americans are into some form of sex stuff on the computer. Mm -hmm. And that and sounded kind of high. It does sound kind of high. And so there's a good chance you know somebody that's got an exactly. issue with this and yep. they just have never opened up or talked to you about that's it right. for, you know, and, you know, they're embarrassed or they right. feel guilty or ashamed. Yep. And there may be someone watching who is in that trap and I want you to know that there is help and people do understand and it's just not all about judgment and telling you you're a bad person there are reasons why it happened yeah absolutely and, and we're going to talk about that and like most human problems there are ways out of it yeah and so your situation you might see come up more than you would have thought if you've had a partner that is going online and looking at pornography or something to that effect. Right. And who appears to have some other symptoms, like is going on the computer more and more, is demanding privacy more and more, starts to neglect other responsibilities, is less interested in sex with you, and overall appears to be withdrawing from normal life. Absolutely, yeah. It's like any addiction we're familiar with, alcohol or drugs, more and more, the substance, in this case, whatever one gets out of the porn on the computer, begins to take over your life, and you spend more and more time with it. Um, and lots of times, women will, will say that their, their man is sort of withdrawing, and they don't have any idea why. So what we're going to do is take a look at some of the statistics about it because they really are eye-opening. I was quite startled to tell you the truth and I've been around a long time <laughs> with some of the dargondest people. Uh, 40 million Americans regularly visit porn sites. 35% of downloads are related to pornography. Wow, 35%? 35% of downloads. 25% of all search engine queries are related to pornography or about 60 million search queries a day. Oh, only 60 million? Only 60 million. One third of the porn viewers are women. That would mean two thirds are men. I'm sorry guys, I don't mean to pick on you. <laughs> um, that makes sense though. Yes, I suppose it does. Mm -hmm. um, every 39 minutes a new pornography video is being created in the United States. Um, about 200,000 Americans are porn addicts. Now, you know, if, if this comes to your attention before you're totally addicted, then it's going to be much easier for you to get out of this. Um, but the usual scenario has been that we've heard from the woman who is very concerned about her, her boyfriend or her husband's work um, with all of this. Now, why does it happen? 
One of the answers to most human problems that certainly we have found by experience and research is that behind it is attachment difficulty and trauma. Now, what, a lot of people are probably like, wait, what? What? Okay. <laughs> Meaning that um, there are three basic kinds of child abuse that can affect you for the rest of your life. There's physical abuse, there's sexual abuse, and there's overall emotional ignore you abuse. Mm -hmm. And there's a high percentage of sex addicts um, who, in fact, I think it's 81% have had a sexual abuse history, which leads us to believe that there's even more sexual abuse going on in this country than we have any idea. Yeah. And women have been encouraged to talk about this since the 1970s when women began to open rape crisis centers in response to what was going on in Europe, who was ahead of us at that point. And so women have had all kinds of permission to talk, but I don't think that men are ever given much permission to talk. It's considered somehow unmanly to even have feelings, let alone talk about them. Yeah. So what I would say is, please guys, talk. Share what happened to you. It'll make it much easier for us to know how to help you. Yeah. And one of the gurus on the subject is a man named Dr. Carnes, C-A-R-N-E-S, Patrick Carnes. And I've dealt with him for other human issues. And I think he's absolutely brilliant with his approaches and his interpretation of things. Mm -hmm. One of the things he's saying is that an addiction of any kind is an attempt to solve an earlier problem or hurt or lack of attachment. Let's explain that. Okay. That's going to be your like, huh? Trying yeah, to absorb I know. that. It's hard, it's hard to make sense out <laughs> of this. But we would maintain that if you have an abuse history, and sometimes people don't even know it until they think about it, um, that you will forever have that with you. And you're going to solve it either by talking about it or you're going to somehow reenact it. And that's, that's hard stuff to wrap your mind around. Mm -hmm. You're going to remember it somehow. It could be by talking about it or by reenacting it, by acting out in some way, by doing something you shouldn't do, by doing something that feels a little bit naughty, by doing something that changes your feelings inside, that makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. And think of how quickly um, internet porn can do that for you. You can just click a few clicks and already you have your drug of choice. Yeah. Okay? So you have easy access yes. to something that is going to change your internal state right. on the anxiety you're feeling, yeah. the, uh, you know, maybe you're depressed and you're feeling numb. And that's common. And you're trying to do something. To get something to, to feel, to respond to something. It has been known as the three A's. It's anonymous, it's affordable, and it's available. Okay? Affordable? I think most people are getting it for free. Free! <laughs> right. And there are all kinds of things I notice. Anonymous, affordable, and available. And available. That's right. true. That's the three big A's, and yep. they can get you in a whole lot of trouble. Um, and the thing is, it's an instant fix for your depression or your anxiety. Um, it's also pointed out that many folks who have this occur to them um, do have a mood disorder, whether it's bipolar disorder or major depression. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it makes you feel a bit better.
there are all kinds of things that you can do on there. You can just look, you can go in a chat room and hook up with various people. Mm -hmm. There are all, and I now know really what webcams are for. <laughs> I was only slightly aware before. Um, so there's a great deal of activity going on out there. And it's very disturbing to a partner. Mm -hmm. Like any addiction, it begins to take the person away from you. Okay? Yeah. Uh, and there's a great deal of debate as to whether or not it's cheating. Um, I guess it would depend upon each individual couple, if you sit there and say these are the boundaries of the relationship. Yes, it would. And I, I absolutely agree with that. And it depends on the contract you have with each other. Mm -hmm. um, would it, first question to ask yourself is, would it be okay with you if your partner were doing it? And if the answer is no, then you certainly have no business doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but no matter how you look at it, it's looking for sexual satisfaction from somebody other than your partner. Mm -hmm. Then there's a debate, if you masturbate, does that make it? cheating. Um, but I, I would think if it's taking your partner away from you, and certainly their interest in sex with you diminishes rather rapidly as they get involved in this. Mm -hmm. It seems to me it's cheating. What do you think? Well, I mean, it depends upon the extent of it. If you're, I think if you're interacting with somebody else, yes. Yes. then that would be more considered cheating than say you're just watching a video. That doesn't seem like cheating. Right. Right. If you're, if you're talking to somebody live, and I actually have had numerous people tell me this, uh -huh. um, where they were caught interacting with somebody, whether a oh, webcam okay. girl right, or right, whatever, right. Um, that the person was upset because they felt like, yeah, they were cheating. That I could see a I lot more than, just than if you're just watching a video. I mean, yeah, that they, I don't think is cheating. There used to be an ad, just looking, just looking. I'm not buying, I'm just looking. Browsing. Uh, browsing, yes. Okay. And again, it depends. On private, of course. <laughs> In private, yes. But again, it's, um, it's somewhat the contract that you have with each other. I mean, do you have an exclusive contract? Was this discussed mm -hmm. um, before you got into it? Um, has whoever's involved been able to say, I'm doing this and that and I don't feel good about it? Mm -hmm. And again, talk, 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 and make agreements so everything's clear. Yeah. I, I, I have a friend of mine, I'm just thinking about it, that he was using some Playboy pictures as inspiration ah. and his girlfriend found out and was furious. Oh, yes. <laughs> to me that felt as extreme. As inspiration, yeah, no, yeah. That felt extreme to me. I mean, yeah. come on. No, I mean, no fair, you poor guy. Um, and, and the extent to which she was upset was very unreasonable right. to what he, you know, I mean, maybe yeah. get a little bit like, yeah. like what do you do? Like, I, you got me here, whatever. But no, she was really angry. Yes, I can understand. <laughs> well, again, what you'd have to ask him is, would it be all right with you if she did the same thing? Mm -hmm. Because we can't have all that goose and gander stuff not match. Sure. Yeah. But again, it comes down to the more you talk, the better off you're going to be. Mm -hmm. So what happens after you discuss it and have a fight over it? Um, if, if you catch somebody doing it and you say, well, you're doing it on the computer and, and you've been withdrawing from me for six months and now I know what was really going on, and do you think the person's going to say, thank you, honey, for bringing that to my attention? <laughs> do you think that? No. no. What they're going to do is they're going to do all the same things that people do. They're going to rationalize it. I don't do it that much. It's not that bad. 
I'm trying to cut down. I um, used a coupon. I used to, oh, I haven't heard that one. I used a coupon. I like that I one. I got a good discount. Yes, I had FOBO. What is it? Fear, fear of paying too much. There's one of those FOBO things with that. Yeah, I had a coupon. I like that. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to, to leave it there. Anyway, all the kinds of excuses you would expect. Mm -hmm. So-and-so down the street does it more than I do. You think I'm bad. You should see about him. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't you go bother him? And how come everything I do is an addiction and nothing that you do is an addiction? Um, because it's making you isolate. Yeah, you always watch that soap opera. Are yeah. you addicted to how that? How is it different? Yeah, how is it different from that? Um, so, you know, a lot of process has to go on around it. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the major issues in any addiction is isolation. Okay? You're using something, drugs, alcohol, or the internet, um, to make yourself feel better, but it's isolating. Probably slightly less isolating on the computer, but it does isolate you from the real people in your lives. Sure. So, if somebody's been isolating on you, be concerned about them. Um, does it help to yell at them and tell them they're terrible people and they can't ever do that again? No. <laughs> it never does. Mm -hmm. um, you do much better with something like, this can happen to people, how can I help you? But you'd also have to make it very clear that you won't tolerate it. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And that came up in a re recent Skype Did session. It? Did it? Where um, I was uh, talking with a woman whose uh, husband was, I think it was husband, was um, hitting up all kinds of women on Facebook and uh, Craigslist and um, all kinds of things. And she had gone through one of his old phones and found out that a lot of the time that they started to date he was cheating on her with many oh, many other women okay. like in the 20s yeah in the 20s yeah right. like wow. number of women and that's what she knew of he must have been high energy god love him <laughs> so um yeah i mean and i told her i was like you know you can't stay with somebody that's going to continually disrespect you like this that's right because that's if they do they lie to you and lie to you. And not only that, they're putting your health at risk. Yes, absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And that's often used as a defense for people using the computer. In other words, you're not going to get an STD over the internet. Yeah. And we thank the Lord for that. Um, yeah, but this computer ain't working right yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so that's one of the excuses made for it. And there is some validity to that. There are a lot of STDs out there these days. Yes. Um, but again, it all depends on the contract you have. And lying is, is not a particularly attractive when it happens repeatedly. Sure, your trust um, is going to yeah. be absolutely ruined and then what do you have? Right. Right. Margaret, so let's say somebody's watching this video right now okay. and they're thinking, my husband has a problem with sexual abuse. He's, he's on these websites. What do I do? I don't want to ruin my marriage over this. I want to help him. What do I do? Where do we go? Well, I think you need to talk to him, not yell at him because that won't help. And here's the deal. He feels probably very ashamed already, so you don't want to add shame to it. Shame is one of the issues that is behind all addictions. Mm -hmm. So you need to go to him and say, I'm worried about you. I'm concerned about you. I'm afraid that this whole thing has a grip on you, and I don't want that to happen. I see you withdrawing from me. You're not 
spending time with me, you're not having sex with me, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. The old, we need to talk, that's bound to get somebody's attention. <laughs> yeah, it terrifies them. It terrifies everybody, absolutely. Uh, and when somebody's a practicing addict in anything, um, they call it the pre-contemplative stage. In other words, you may have a vague inkling that you need help, but you're not there yet and you're not ready to do anything. And she doesn't want it to ruin the marriage and she has to say to him, and I hope you don't want it to ruin the marriage because we both have to understand that this is dangerous. Addictions can make you lose your job, lose your dignity, lose your place in the world, lose your relationships, make your kids disrespect you. It can do any number of terrible things. Mm -hmm. And so that's not a cycle that anybody wants to be in. Sure. The, other, the, the major thing is I think you have to point out to somebody what they stand to lose if they continue with this. And in every human being there is an urge to be healthy. So you give people a little time to adjust that. No, I don't want to risk this marriage. No, I don't want to risk my job. No, I don't want to become a slave to this. And it may take a while for the person to even be ready to entertain the idea of changing or seeking help. At what point though do you have to say you're not getting help, you continue to talk to other women, I mean, and, and have to walk away from a situation. There are times when you have to do that. Um, if people make repeated promises that they don't keep, which is the old story with addicts, I'm cutting down, I'm going to stop, um, you can count on me for the next week to stay, you know, healthy or sober, um, and then they're not able to do it. I don't think that tolerating a, a list of promises that are not kept is the way to go. And eventually, for your own sake and for your partners, because tolerating it can turn out to be ena enabling it, I think you have to say, I'm leaving, and when you're ready to negotiate this again, I'll be happy to talk with you. Mm -hmm. But there is a point where it becomes so disrespectful, um, and believe me, when people are confronted with this, they're not nice. Why are you picking on me? I didn't do anything, etc., etc. Um, but there is a time when you really have to, to say no. Yeah. Uh, and I'm leaving, I can't be with you if you're going to do this all the time. Yeah. And the other thing is that how much of it is, you know, not necessarily okay, but within reason. Like, in other words, let's say you have a partner that is looking at pornography once or twice a week. Is that reasonable? Is that enough where you say it? Well, what you, what you do, when you try to figure this out, the only thing you can do is look at the rest of the behavior. Is this person acting like the person I made a commitment to be with? Is this person still withdrawn? Do I not see this person much? Are they still kind of less interested in sex? So you have to look at the other behavior mm -hmm. to see how much of an impact the twice a week is having. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's just good for them to think about right. when they're assessing right. their situation. And, you know, I can see somebody who just got caught saying, well, is twice a week okay? <laughs> right? Uh, people will bargain. Bargaining. But, but as long as you're talking about it, you're in a better place. In order, we're going to talk about um, treatment in the next section, but as long as this person is isolated, nothing good is going to happen for them. So if you're talking about it, you've already taken a step forward because this person now knows that you know and they're no longer alone with the shameful secret. Okay? Yeah. So, it's a lot to think about if you're in this kind of situation. And it's heavy duty stuff. It's heavy stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, because, you know, some people might say, I'm just not comfortable with a partner who does this. Right. Uh, for yes, example, and that would be anybody's right to say. I have a friend that, you know, his wife has a major problem with him going to any kind of strip club, no matter what the occasion, no matter what, if it was a bachelor party or whatever, doesn't want him to do it and gets into huge fights with him if he tries. So, another couple might say, go ahead, go ahead. it's so-and-so's bachelor yeah, party. Yeah, go, have a have good time. Have a good time, be as awful as you need to be. Yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah. Right, it's, yeah, it, again, it has everything to do with the people who are involved. Sure. And so, you know, discussing those things is absolutely yes, critical. Yes, discussing them is absolutely critical. And asking sometimes, if you can, I know when the subject is new, it's raw, but how are you feeling when you do this? What makes you do this? You know? Yeah. Because there's a good chance that they feel pretty bad afterwards. Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. It's And shame is part of what's behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... A lot to think about. We just wanted to start a discussion on it. We're going to do a different video on treatment, treatment. for sexual addiction. Uh, look for that video. That will be coming out soon. But if you want to get my help personally, you just have to go to the website, askcraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. But if you got to get with me right away, sign up for the emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is going to be on the website soon. I know I've been saying that, yes. but it was a matter of getting her ready for this, and understanding yes. how the process is going to work on her end with all the technical aspects. Yes. But it's going to be very limited, too, based on her schedule. She's got a lot of addiction she has to deal with in her free time. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm hardly back from the strip club when the drug dealer comes by. <laughs> but that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret, and we will talk with you soon.